0: Hi, listeners. This is Elise. Courtney and I are so excited to introduce you to Play On Podcasts. Play On Podcasts are epic audio adventures reimagining Shakespeare's timeless tales, featuring original music composition and the voices of extraordinarily gifted artists. Each episode explores plays from Macbeth to A Midsummer Night's Dream in a way that you can actually understand it and created specifically for the podcast form by some of America's most exciting playwrights, directors, and composers and performed by Stage and Screen's Best. Now, allow me to introduce you to the first episode of Shakespeare's play, Love's Labor's Lost, produced by Next Chapter Podcasts. Enjoy! Next Chapter Podcasts presents the Play On Podcast series, Love's Labor's Lost, Episode 1, All Kinds of Woman. For the best listening experience, be sure to use headphones or earbuds, And remember, vows are but breath.
1: Hey, what's up?
2: Look at you. I had to drop that
1: question. Oh my God, did you sign up for AP Lit?
2: Let fame that all chase after in their lives be etched upon our everlasting tombs and then grace us in the disgrace of death when, in spite of greedy devouring time, the endeavor of this present breath may buy that honor which shall dull the grave's keen edge and make us gods for all eternity. Therefore, brave conquerors, for so you are that war against your proclivities and the huge army of the world's sweet cravings, this fresh decree shall strongly stand in force. Navarre shall be a wonder of the world. Our court shall be a great academy that champions a new morality. Longerville. Your Highness. Dumaine. Your Majesty. And Baron. My Prince. You three, my fellow scholars, have sworn a three-year term to live with me and to keep these bylaws that are recorded in this contract here. You've made your oath, and now sign your names here that your own hand may strike your honor down if you violate the smallest clause. If you are armed to do as you swear to do, honor your deep oath and keep it, too. Why not? It's only a three years fast.
3: The mind will flourish while the body molds. Fat-bellies have no brains, and tasty bits make rich the ribs, but bankrupt quite the wits.
1: My loving king, I stand here full of shame. The basest, most lascivious parts of life God gives to the promiscuous ones. Of love, of wealth, of fame, I starve and die. With all these, living in philosophy.
4: <clears throat> I concur with all that has been said. Dear King, you know I have already sworn that is to live and study here three years.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: But l- let's discuss these observances here. To not see a woman in three whole years, which I desperately hope is not God's truth. And to not eat one day out of the week, though we're allowed but one meal a day? I hope that is not what's in this charter, Hey? And then to sleep, but three hours a night, and behave as if we are not tired at all. Sir, I'm accustomed to sleeping all night, <sighs> and most times take a slumber in the day, which I hope is not a rule that will stay. Oof, these are wasteful tasks. Too hard to keep. Not to see ladies study, fast, not sleep?
2: You gave me your words to abstain from these.
4: Let me say no, my king, oh my and if you okay. please. Yes. Well, I only swore to study with your grace and stay here in your court for three years' space. You swore to that, Baron, and to the rest. I'm unsure, Longueville. I swore oh. in jest. Oh. The point of this study,
2: huh? Tell me the rest.
4: Why, to know the
2: things we don't yet know.
4: Things hid and barred, you mean, from common sense? Ha!
2: <laughs> That is study's godlike recompense.
4: All right then, I will swear to study so, to know the things I am forbid to know. And so to study when I'd rather eat, since where I would feast I am now forbid. Or study where to meet some mistress fine, when mistresses from common sense are hid. Or, having sworn too hard an oath to keep, study to break it and not break my sleep. If studies gain me this, then God, I swear that, that study knows what study does not show. Swear me to this, and I will not say no.
2: Are these the holes that stop pure studies flight, and trick our common sense to vain delight? Why, all delights are vain, but that most vain,
4: which with all pleasures does inherit pain, has painfully to spread open a book. To seek the light of truth, while truth the wild does falsely blind the eyesight of his look. Light seeking light makes light of the aroused. Let's search to find where light lies in the prow. Your light grows dark by shielding your man's eye. Study me how to please that eye indeed by fixing it upon a lady's eye. Who dazzling so, that eye shall be his lead and give him light that it was blinded by. Studying is like staring at the sun. You hurt your eyes with the prolonged looks, blinded by words. They don't learn anything apart from what they learn from others' books. These men, the Academy's leading lights that give a name to every shining star, are no more different in structure and might than blokes that shuffle and know what they are. Knowing all's just a mere pursuit of fame, and every man
2: around can give a name how well he's read to reason against reading. Ah, proceeded well to stop all good proceeding.
4: He weeds the corn and still lets grow the weeding. The spring is near when horny geese are breeding.
1: How follows that? Fitting
4: his place in time. In reason nothing. Something then in rhyme, huh?
2: Barone is like that spiteful old Jack Frost that bites the firstborn infants of the spring. Well
4: say (laughs) I am.
2: Why should proud summer boast before the birds have
4: any cause to sing? Why should I be happy when things go awry? At Christmas, I do not desire a rose or wish a snow in May's flowery shows, but prefer each thing that in season grows. So you to study now, it is too late. Come on, it's spring,
2: unlock the lover's gate. Well, (laughs) take your leave, go home, Barone, you're through. No my good lord, I
4: have sworn to stay with you. And I'm sorry now for speaking out of turn. I seem to have forgotten my place here. Mm -hmm. I'm confident I'll keep what I have sworn and keep my promises for all three years. Give me the paper, let me read the same, and to these strict decrees I'll write my name.
2: How well your step back rescues you from shame.
4: Article 1. That no woman shall come within a mile of my court. Is that what this says? It was written four days ago. Let's see the penalty. On pain of losing her (laughs) clip. Who made this up? That? Oh, that was I. Sweet Lord, and why? To fright them all with that harsh penalty. A dangerous law against humanity. Article 2. If any man speaks to a woman within three years, he shall endure such public shame as the rest of the court can possibly propose. (laughs) This article, my king, you have to break for you yourself know that the French princess, a maid of grace and complete majesty comes with urgent business to speak with you about what's happening with Aquitaine to her old sick and bedridden father. Therefore, this article will be made void or the princess's purpose here is pointless.
2: Hmm. I forgot all about her. What should I do? We, we must back up this decree. She must stay here. It's hospitality. Hospitality will make us all look dumb 3,000
4: times within this three-year space. For every man with his passions is born not mastered by might, but by special grace. If I break the oath, my words shall speak for me. I lied in the name of hospitality. So on this document, I sign my name, and he that breaks these laws to any degree stands naked, an object of eternal shame. This stands for you as it stands for me. But believe, although I am so loath, I'll be the last that will last keep his oath.
2: <laughs> Thank God.
4: Yeah. What on earth
2: shall we do to keep us tame? Why this? Our court, you know, is patronized by the renowned traveler of Spain, a a man with all the new world's present fashions that has a vault of phrases in his brain, one whom the music of his own vain tongue raptures like some enchanting harmony, an arrogant man whose opinions and thoughts concerns no one but himself. This (laughs) child of fancy, Armado, they call. <laughs> <laughs> to entertain our scholars, he'll parlay with tales of knights whose enemies did fall in Tony Spain, lost to their noble fray. <laughs> How you delight, good men, I know not I, but I protest his words, fill me with glee, and mm. I will use him very mockingly.
4: Our motto is a most illustrious light. A man of fire, new words, fashions own night. Uh, Costard, That clown! Ah! He shall be our sport,
3: so studying for three years will feel short. (laughs) (laughs) Which one of you is the king?
4: This fellow. What's
3: wrong? I'm Officer Dull, His Grace's parish officer. But I would see his own person in flesh and blood. This is he. Hmm. Signor Arm. Ar-, Ar... Entreats you. There's trouble coming. This letter will tell you more.
1: Sir,
2: the letter is about me, Costard. A letter from Magnificent Armado! <laughs> However low this is, I hope to God for high words. (laughs) I
4: hope for a low heaven. Here we go. Are you ready to hear? Uh, To hear meekly, sir, and to laugh moderately, or neither. (laughs) Well, I'm sure the style will give us cause for laughter.
1: (laughs) The matter is the maid, Jaquinetta. The manner of it is, I was taken with the matter. In what manner? Well, I was seen with her in the manor house, sitting with her upon the manor, and taken Uh, following her into the park. Now, sir, For the manner, it is the manner of a man to speak to a woman, for the matter, about some matters. For the following, sir? As it shall follow. Let's
2: hear this letter. As we would hear an oracle. Some oracle. Let's see, uh, great deputy, the heaven's second command and sole dominator of Navarre, my soul's earth's god and body's fostering patron. Not a word of custard yet. So it is. If he says so. Peace. Be with me. No words. Of other men's secrets. (laughs) So it is. Besieged with sable-colored melancholy, I did commend the
3: black oppressing oppressing humor to the most wholesome physic of thy health-giving air. And, as I am a gentleman, took myself for a walk, the time when (laughs) About the sixth hour, when beasts most graze, birds best peck, and men sit down to that nourishment which is called supper. (laughs) So much for the time when. (laughs) Now for the ground, which, which I mean I walked upon, it is called a park. Then for the place where, (laughs) where I mean I did encounter that obscene and most preposterous event that dwelleth from my snow white pen, the black coloured ink, which here thou viewest, beholdest, surveyest, or seest. But to the place where ah, it standeth north-north east, and by east from the west corner of thy curious noted garden, there did i see that good for nothing bomb that bottomless pit of life me? that unlettered small knowing soul me? that shallow wretch? not me which as i remember was costard oh me companioned and consorted contrary to thy established proclaimed mandate and celibate command which with Oh, with, but I can barely speak what we with. with the maid! With a child of our Grandmother Eve, a female, or, for thy more sweet understanding, a woman. <laughs> Him! I, as my ever esteemed duty pricks me on, have sent to thee to receive the need of punishment by thy sweet graces, Officer Anthony Dull. Me, I am Anthony Dull. A man of good repute carriage, bearing an <laughs> estimation. For Jaquaneta, so is the weaker vessel called, which I apprehended with the aforesaid clown. I keep her as a vessel
2: of the law's fury, and shall, and shall at the least, least of thy notice, notice bring her to, bring trial, her to trial, thine in all compliments, and and in devoted, all and compliments and of devoted and heart-burning heart heart heat of duty. <laughs> of duty. Huh. Don Adriano de Armado. <laughs> no.
4: That could have been better, but it was the best he could do.
2: Yes, the best for the worst. But, sir, what do you say to this? Sir, I
1: confess the maid. Mm-hmm.
2: Did you hear the proclamation? I heard what it says, but I really don't understand it. <laughs> it was proclaimed a year's imprisonment to be taken with a maid. I wasn't with the maid, sir. I was taken with a lady. <laughs> well, it was proclaimed lady.
1: Oh, this was no lady neither, sir. She was a virgin. It is so very, too, for it was proclaimed virgin. If it were, I deny her virginity. I was taken with a girl. This girl will not serve your turn, sir. This girl will serve my turn, <laughs> sir. Sir,
2: <laughs> I will pronounce your sentence. You shall fast a week with bran and water. I'd rather pray a month with meat and porridge. A- and Don Armado shall be your keeper. Ha ha! <laughs> My Lord Baron, see him delivered, and go we men to put in practice that which you have all so strongly sworn.
4: Mm-mm-mm. I swear to God and all the saints on earth, these oaths and laws will prove a waste of time. Come along, sir
1: i suffer for the truth sir for true it is i was taken with Jacquinetta, and jacquanetta is a true girl oh there goes my luck Till then i sit with sorrow
3: Boy, what sign is this when a man's spirit grows great with melancholy? A great sign, Don Adriano Armado, that he will look sad. Why, sadness is one and the same, dear child. No, no, O oh Lord Sir, new. No. How does one part sadness and melancholy, my tender, Juvenomoth? By working hard, my tough senior. Why tough, senor? Why tough, senor? Why tender juvenile? Why tender juvenile? I use it, tender juvenile, as a rightful nombre pertaining to your youth, which they call tender. And I, tough senor, as a fitting title to your age, which we may name tough. <laughs> Pretty and able. What do you mean, sir? Uh, I pretty, am I saying able, or I able, am I saying pretty? You pretty because little. Little pretty because little. Hmm. Wherefore able? And therefore able because quick. Are you praising me, senor? My praise is feeding. I will praise a fox with the same praise. What, that a fox is ingenious? That a fox is quick. (laughs) I do say you are quick with your answers. It (laughs) heats my blood. (laughs) I, 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 I am yours, sir. Then please. Do not cross me while at this academy, boy. I love to cross (laughs) them. Oh, I have promised to study three years with the king. You may do it in an hour, sir. (laughs) Impossible. How much is two plus one I am bad at numbers say it for the barmaid But you are a gentleman and a player sir that I am I am the example Of a modern man then I am <laughs> sure you know how much this amounts to it amounts to one more than two Which the real people call three true? So, what's the study? You made it to three! And how easy is it to put years to the word three and study three years in two words? Boom. Three. Yeah, three. A most fine figure. To prove you're a zero. (laughs) Moth, I most confess. I am in love. And as it is wrong for a soldier to love, so am I in love with the wrong woman. If I could rip my heart out of my chest, I would take desire and sell it to the highest bidder. I'm sighing.
1: <sighs>
3: I feel pathetic. Comfort me, boy. What great men have been in love? o Hercules. Hercules? <laughs> <laughs> too soft. Dear boy, name more. And my sweet child, let them be men of better honor and character. Oh, Samson, he was a man of good character, great character, for he carried the town gates on his back like a porter, and he was in love. Oh, well, knit Samson, strong jointed Samson. I am better with a sword than you were at carrying gates. I am in love, too. Who was Samson's love, my dear moth? A woman. What kind of woman? All kinds of woman. Uh, Tell me precisely of what temperament? Of the seawater green, sir. Is that the temperament of a lady? As I've read, sir, and the best of them, too. Green indeed is the color of lovers, but to have a lover of that color, I think Samson had small reason for it. He surely did love Delilah for her wheat. It is so, sir, for she had a green wit. My love is most impeccable white and red. Most peccable thought are masked under such colors. What do you mean? Define, well-educated infant. My father's wit and my mother's tongue assist me. Spit it out, child! Uh-uh-uh. If she be made of white and red, her faults will ne'er be known. For blushing cheeks by faults are bred, and fears by pale white shone. That if she fear or be to blame, by this you shall not know. For still her cheeks possess the same, which naturally she'll show. <laughs> a dangerous rhyme, senor, against the reason of white and red. Is there not a ballad, boy, of the king and the beggar? There was once a song like that before my time, but pff, no one knows it anymore. Mm, I will have the song rewritten to prove that great men have been in love before me. Moth, I do love that Jaqueneta, the country girl that I accosted in the park with the irrational boar, costard. She deserves well. To be whipped? (laughs) The whip would still be a better lover than he. Sing, Moth. My spirit grows heavy in love. I say, sing! yeah you 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 know i'll be true saving up all my love for you lock stock and barrel can't believe that i do but i do it's true true i'm a crazy fool walk the whole wide world for you lock stock and barrel i'm in an awful bind for you but Don't you think you can can take take my money, money, or you'll be the the one who's who's crying, crying, honey, lock, stock, and barrel, barrel. I'll I'll be saying goodbye to you, you. saving up all my life.
0: The play on podcast series, Love's Labor's Lost, was written by William Shakespeare and translated into modern English verse by Josh Wilder. Each episode was directed by Nelson T. Eusebio III. The cast is as follows. Russell G. Jones as the King of Navarre and the Forester. Matthew Elijah Webb as Barone. Ashley Bryant as the Princess and Jaquanetta. Tiffany Rochelle Stewart as Rosaline. Tanya Pinkins as Maria, Holofernes, and Hines, Sean Randall as Costard and Dumain. Brandon Jones as Don Adriano de Armado and Longaville. Walter Coppedge as Moth, Boyette, Dull, and Markaday. Sarita Covington as Lady Nathaniel and Catherine. Casting by The Telsey Office. Karen Castle, CSA, and Ada Karamanian. Voice and text coach, Julie Foe. Episode scripts were adapted and produced by Catherine Eaton. Original music and sound design by Lindsay Jones. Sound engineering by Sadaharu Yagi. Mix engineer and dialogue editor, Larry Walsh. Podcast mastering by Greg Cortez at New Monkey Studio. Coordinating producer, Transcend Streaming. Kira Bowie, and Liana Keys, Executive Producer, Michael Goodfriend. The Managing Director of Business Operations and Partnerships at Next Chapter Podcasts is Sally Cade Holmes. The Play On Podcast series, Loves Labor's Lost, is produced by Next Chapter Podcasts and is made possible by the generous support of the HITS Foundation. Visit ncpodcasts.com for more about the Play On Podcast series. Visit playonshakespeare.org for more about Play on Shakespeare. Subscribe to Play on Premium on Apollo Plus for ad-free episodes and join our Patreon for exclusive merchandise and early commercial-free releases. Go to playonpodcast.com for our bonus content, where you'll find interviews with the artists, producers, and engineers who brought it all to life. And remember, vows are but breath.